Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Asia Town Voice. Asia Town Voice is an hour-long nonprofit program on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. We're on every Sunday from 7 to 8 p.m. This hour-long program provides you with an inside look at the Asian American and Pacific Islander Americans' culture, education, and events going on in Northeast Ohio. We are volunteer-based, and we really hope that you, the listener, will give your support to WJCU. That way, we can continue to provide many. Voices with many choices to you. My name is Yin Tang. My DJ host name is Bossy Lady, and here in studio for once is Johnny Wu, the ghost host. <laughs> DJ Alexa Khan will be joining us shortly. And、uh, for those of you who are not familiar with Johnny Wu and his、um, host name, it's because he doesn't always come on air. He floats around in the studio, <laughs> so it's actually very, very treat that he's on、uh, with us today. Now, a lot's been going on in Northeast Ohio. The、uh, International Community Council and the Worldwide International, International Network. Network. There we go. They had their annual holiday party.、Um, I, I, should we call it a Christmas party? I think they call it a holiday party. Yeah, it's for political correctness. We had to call everything now holiday parties. Gotcha. So it was on December seventeenth, and it was an international celebration.、Um, I myself、yep. was there. I think、um, Johnny, you couldn't make it. You had another obligation. Yes. And I think Lisa Wong was there. She I, was. Yep. She had a really cool jacket. I liked it. Really? <laughs> I bet you Cleveland people post a picture of it sooner、Probably、or later. <laughs> yeah, I heard about four hundred people showed up. There was a lot of people.、Yeah. The venue was very nice. It was at the Cleveland Convocation Center, at the、uh, Health Innovation Center、uh, right. around the corner,、mm-hmm. and、um, there was a ballroom where they set up a stage, and the outside they had food from different countries. There was stroganoff, which was really good. I thought it was great, but apparently there was a lot left over at the end of the night. Yeah, that, I was told that by seven o'clock. The food were gone. Except for the stroganoff.、Ah. I, I really liked it. I was surprised why it wasn't gone.、Mm. So I mean, but I mean, there was Vietnamese food. They had a chicken salad with the cabbage that was so good, but that was gone really quickly.、Wow. It was like fried rice and noodles, and then there was a Peruvian dish. It was kind of like fried rice, but it tasted like there was cinnamon on there. I asked the guy if he had guinea pig, and he's like, "No, this is all vegetarian." I'm like, "Aw, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to try guinea pig."、Aww. Um, Guinea pig is a、uh, one of my former co workers was Peruvian and、uh, she's a close friend of mine and she would talk that in Peru one of the the street vendor dishes that we have is a cuy c u i cuy and they、um, it's pretty much roasted guinea pig.、Hmm. You know、um, I would have been surprised hearing that but I actually heard about it somewhere else when I was much younger and I think it was middle school and we were all like ew but. You know I I cannot imagine eating guinea pig because I think they're adorable but I do. Like how people are very adventurous with their food. So, <laughs> but anyway, back to this event.、Um, they had international performances. My friend、uh, Katrina, who will be on air with us soon, she is Russian, <laughs> but she loves inter- international intercultural. Forms of dance, so she actually performed samba dance with one of our Brazilian friends, and she did really well. They were the first on, so unfortunately, only caught the caught the tail end of their performance. They also had a, a fashion show too. It's an international fashion show. There were twenty three, I think twenty five, because they added in a few who weren't on the program. There were twenty five different nationalities that were represented on the fashion、uh, bill, and a lot of them were people. I remember one man; he was from Jordan, and he had just gotten off the plane like less than a week、wow. before, and he volunteered to do it. <laughs> Or his family persuaded him to do it, but、uh, 
But yeah, you know, it was kind of all fun because he's on stage and it was pretty clear he didn't know what he was doing, but everybody clapped and cheered for him and it was nice. a good time. So. Yeah, I, I've been told it's like over 127 diversity organizations and uh, almost like all of them were represented. Oh, yeah, there, there so. were a ton of people speaking all different kinds of languages and yeah. everybody was all was supportive. I mean, I think the stage and the presentations they had really brought everybody together. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. mean, it didn't matter where you were from, you were encouraging the models on stage. Yeah, it's very important to have a very diverse and um, very uh, community-inclined, community-friendliness there that so everybody can work together. Mm -hmm. And I think Cleveland does that pretty well. Yeah, Cleveland is the, what do you call it, a welcoming city for everybody who wants to come here and live here. You know, I heard that a while ago, and I was like, I'm not so sure. But you, now that, you know, these events happen, you go there, you meet these people from different countries, mm -hmm. you, it becomes very apparent as well. And, of course, Cleveland people were there, and they had their large world map as well, and their little dots, and they asked people to put dots on where their heritage is from. Like um, Aaron even did it, even though, you know, he's like third generation American. <laughs> he still put one for Ireland. His mother's mostly Irish and uh, one for German because his father's mostly German. Oh. Actually, I think his dad's second generation German. Wow. But uh, but that's besides the point. So what about you? Do you did you go to any um, interesting holiday events before? Um, not really. It's just uh, being so busy with all the stuff that I've been doing with the movie stuff. And then I'm trying to take a little break and trying to stay away from most people right now. You know, just, Why is that? Well, just want to recover from seeing so many people in a shoot. I mean, when we have a movie shoot, we had about almost 100 people a day. Uh, so it got a point where you're like, I need to stay away from everybody. So, you know, decompress a little bit, yes. relax a little bit. Introspection time. And not to deal with anybody <laughs> or any things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine because you have you have a lot to worry about when you when you shoot. CD yeah. Because it's not just the lighting. There's the sound, and they're staying out of the shot. And organizing the cast, organizing the crew, make sure feeding them. I want some them. pumpkin rolls. Ray was making Sorry, pumpkin rolls. <laughs> you, you missed that. Bummer. It's I should have gone. I should have just come and just like held. A, I don't know, a boom or something. Just I don't know. Yeah, you, sh you should just show up here. And say, I want something. You, you, you might have it. That's like, the only way to get. I'm like, I'll bother you until you give me some, then I'll go away. <laughs> something like go. that. But um, but yeah. So for all our listeners, if you haven't actually seen the trailer to Trace, Trace is an acronym. Um, T R A C E. It's a Doctor Who fan film. And Johnny, can you give us a website link where they can watch the trailer? The best, easiest way to do it, just go to Facebook and then uh, search for Trace, T-R-A-C-E. Now, do they have to put the periods in between every letter? No, okay. they do not. Actually, no, Trace the Doctor. Trace the Doctor, yes. Trace the Doctor. So the guy... Which one? Um, the, the doctor, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I have to admit, I'm not really a Doctor Who fan. I mean, he's okay. I mean, I, I watched a movie when I was younger and whatnot. I have nothing against it. I just don't really follow it closely. Mm -hmm. But he actually looks a lot like one of the doctors. Yep, he looks like uh, the doc uh, Ten Doctor, the David Tennant version. Is it him? Uh, he, no, he would be much older by now, wouldn't he? This, our version of Doctor is a little older. In wait, the in, in, wait, in reality or like in the time of the show? In the time of the show. Oh, okay. But right now, basically speaking, the uh, our doctor is the uh, for only the only the listeners right now. This is just an inside story. That but no spoilers, no spoilers. No spoilers. Okay. <laughs> he is the clone version of the actual doctor of the ten episode, the tenth. Oh, doctor. so it's okay that he looks a little bit different. Yes. Gotcha. And the universe is totally different. But if you are very much a Doctor Who fan, uh, you definitely recognize what it is about. 
Really? So it's like a side, it's like a parallel, a tangent? Yes. Okay. And so that's why our Doctor is a little older and a little bit different. Now, what's, so this would be the 10th season of Doctor Who then that it, it well, we spins are, we off? Are you, we are spinning off from the 10th Doctor, not the 10th season. The 10th Doctor would probably be season number four. Season four. Okay. So for me, if I want to know the, the tangent the story comes off of, I should go back and watch season four of Doctor Who. Yep. I don't no, like some of the effects are kind of cheesy in the originals. That's because of the TV show from the 60s. Oh, that's they, true. <laughs> it, you had to remember, this is supposed to be a show that's very campy. Um, it's just unfortunate. Well, not fortunate. Campy? It's, yes, campy type of uh, show. But uh, because of technology, because what we have now, uh, campiness doesn't work very well. So they mm-hmm. started getting a little bit more darker and darker. And so the new uh, doctor, Peter Capaldi, uh, did a really great job, but I think the script is going very much toward the dark, um, darker Wait, script. Wait, they're still making Doctor Who? Yeah. Boy, you're really behind. I, <laughs> I remember watching the movie when I was... Yes, right now there is the Doctor, which is uh, Peter Capaldi. He's the, the new Doctor. Uh, we just finished season one, I believe. And uh, season, of the, the season one of that version of Doctor. And he, a lot of people complain about the risk that... that the story is not as good, or it's a little bit too dark. Uh, the doctor is a little bit hard to understand. I can see all this, but I also can see why. What do you mean hard to understand? His Scottish English is oh. very, oh, very, okay. very, very, okay, okay, I see. So he's Scottish now. Yes. But if it's technically well, he's the same person in a different body, he should be able to speak somewhat the same. And regenerate. So every time he regenerates, he doesn't much remember oh. how he was before. He remembers oh. the history, but he doesn't remember exactly the personality-wise, the trademark of each conductor. So what is he exactly? He's an alien being from Gallifrey, the planet. But Okay, but he has to use a human form to, to interact with? Uh, apparently, that's uh, how they interact with people. They use a the human form. So he takes over human bodies? No, no. He always, he's... Wow, that's a that's a very good question. I'm not 100% a Doctor Who fan, but I do like Doctor Who, so I kind of understand a little bit. However, there's a book next to you over there somewhere. Where? Like you <laughs> behind you somewhere. I okay. Oh, I see it. Okay. <laughs> so you can go through the book and look through look look it up. Character encyclopedia. Yeah, that's Doctor one of my research book. Oh, really? Yep. <laughs> this is interesting. I'm going to go back and watch all these. Yeah. So for anybody, oh my God, there's like a monster in here with faces coming out of his body. So yeah, the, it, it, Doctor Who is basically what started. Um, it's it's a it's a show from the '60s. I think from that it came out with the the show, the James Bond came came about. We use kind of kind of similar principle. Um, it's been just been rated James um, Bond and Doctor Who really. Doctor Who seems kind of sci-fi. James Bond is more like spyish, but a lots of a lots of similarity in a lots of ways. That's the reason why James Bond had different people playing James Bond. Oh, I see. Which oh, see okay. Yeah, but they actually explained it in the recent ones. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. anyway, um, um, Doctor Who has been has been nominated the the best the not the top sci fi character of all 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 all, all the time. All, really? Yeah, because it's the one character that everybody trying to to copy from Stargate, Star Trek, Star Wars. Uh, there's a lots of stories that similar. You know, like the new Ben Ten. Cartoons and Cartoon Network. There is a uh, Professor Time Lord. It's based on the Doctor Who. Professor Time Lord. Yeah, that doesn't sound like they tried very hard. <laughs> no. Um, there's a lot of other shows that actually have a similar, like uh, the new Sherlock, because it's written by the same writer. So there's a almost a similarity crossover. Okay. So. Hmm. 
Well, I see Karen Gillian plays Amy Pond. I'm a Karen Gillian yeah. fan. Um, she was, I think it was called Oculus. Was that the horror movie she was in where there was a haunted mirror? Ooh, it's giving me shivers just to think about it. That was a really well done movie. Did you listen, uh, went back and listened to our, our, our radio show about the horror stuff? Yeah. You did? Yeah. No, did I go back and listen to it? Yeah. No, no, but uh, I remember it. You should have. You should have done that enough. It will be scary. No, no, thank you. <laughs> I don't want to be frightened. <laughs> um, but speaking of upcoming projects and things that are working on, I, um, I've been working on a series of novels. I started off just writing one, thinking, wow, yeah, how many, I How I many books one. now? How many chapters? I have, I have um, well, the first book is about 80,000 words. The second one is uh, over 90,000 words and still editing. That's a lot. And, uh, yeah, and I, I, the 10th one I'm nearly finished with, and I have, like, really detailed outlines for the 11th and 12th. Wow. So about 20 pages of outlines for 11th and 12th. Um, I know how it's going to end, but of course, it's it's like I say, it's like a flow. Sometimes you, you the d other details just work out better, and the story changes. So I don't know if eleventh and tenth is actually going to end the way that I intend it to right now. But uh, but book one is pretty much refined till I just spoke with you earlier uh, about this this time concept. So Which you had to go in and rechange it a little. Right, bit. right. It's like <laughs> redo book one all <laughs> over again. Well, not not the whole thing, but just certain portions. But this is coming off of that sci-fi tangent. Um, there are alien planets in my story. Uh, parts of it does take place on Earth. It's Is there not, a Doctor Who there too? No, there's no Doctor Who. Um, the aliens do not take over human bodies or whatnot. The aliens don't really come to Earth until much later. I'm going to avoid some spoilers here. Okay. And it's actually the humans who go to them. Sort of. Sort of. It's, hmm. it's, it's very interesting. It's very political... I'm just going to stop talking in case I accidentally so, give a spoiler. <laughs> so the question is, are you going to be publishing all these books? Is just something that's going to be holding in your closet until the day you die? Oh, well, what do you mean? I mean, are, are you publishing those, these books? I think so. Um, I originally okay. set out to self-publish. That was my original intention when I wrote them. Mm -hmm. But... You know, getting a line editor or just any a con I don't think I need a content editor. I've had plenty of awesome beta readers who gave me really good feedback. In fact, the feedback was a little too good. I'm like, tell me what's wrong with the darn story, you know? <laughs> um, but I, I'm very critical of my own work. There are things that I'm not certain about, but I just have to go with my gut on. Right. But I, I do need a line editor for grammar and uh, punctuation, and they're very expensive. Like I did the calculation; they do it per words mostly, and the cheapest one I. It's at least going to be eight hundred, twelve hundred dollars. Can you get somebody who does have a master's degree in communication to look through over for you? Yeah, but they're not going to do it for any less. Yeah. I mean, maybe six hundred dollars. But and I'm like, okay, six hundred isn't too much. But then, if I actually go through a publisher, like a big publisher, they could, they would not only pay for the editor, but they also have a marketing platform as well. Right. And they would be able to, I don't know, fly me anywhere. But anyway, they would be able to help me promote, and I wouldn't have to worry about that. I could focus more on the actual writing and editing as opposed to, you know, if I were to self-publish, I had to focus on the business model. It's like running a second business altogether. Right. But um, but to get to a big publisher, you have to have a literary agent. And right now I'm sending queries to agents. And they say it can take years. Because, I mean, the publishing and the literary scene, like just the fiction scene in general, constantly changes. Wow. So you don't know what the consumers want. And even the publishers and the agents, and they're all just guessing what people want. Like, it's plenty, uh, it's very normal to get rejected. I already have about 20 rejections, but I sent out about 80 queries, so I'm still waiting. <laughs> I've had um, two people who asked, fee asked me for subsequent material. Um, one of them's already rejected me. I'm still waiting here back on the second one. And mm -hmm. actually, I think that's pretty good. 
This is the first time I'm querying agents, so I don't really know how this works. <laughs> so if Mark Stabnicki is li listening, he can ask me any questions once he's ready to publish his book. <laughs> Your buddy, Mark. Yeah. How yeah. do you know him? Through the Asian Festival. Oh. Remember? I mean, what? He asked me about my books. Gotcha. And then he said he was writing a fiction novel as well. And when he's ready, he'll probably pitch to agents. Yeah. So. He, he wanted me to, uh, he just came out with a crazy idea of a comedy between Jason and Joe. Who's Joe? Joe. Um, oh, Big Joe? No, it's a, the guy who helped out as an uh, assistant director for The Trace. Okay. Yeah, I think you met him a couple times here. Okay, probably. So it's an <laughs> a, a end-of-the-world kind of thing where it become a comedy. Jason doesn't really seem like the comedy kind of person. He always looks serious. <laughs> doesn't he? You hear that, Jason? Oh, Hopefully is he here? You hear that. No, he's not here. Oh, okay. Well, I'll tell him, but he always seems kind of serious. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go take a break, and we'll be back in a couple minutes.
And ladies and gentlemen, we are back with Asia Town Voice. We are an hour-long nonprofit program on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. Please tune in every Sunday at 7 p.m. We'll provide you with an inside look at the Asian American and Pacific Pacific Islander Americans community, culture, education, and events in Northeast Ohio. We are volunteer-based, so please give your support to WJCU. This way we can continue to provide many voices with many choices to you. My name is Yin Tang, and I am the bossy lady. That is my host name. And uh, we were just talking about Doctor Who and how he kind of changes forms. And uh, DJ, um, the ghost host, Johnny Wu, has uh, disappeared and evanesced. And in his place, like Doctor Who, is DJ Alexicon. <laughs> now, I'm sorry. Before we went on break, I didn't actually finish my thought. I totally went off on a tangent and started talking about literary agents. Um, don't ask me any questions about that. I'm still a novice. But uh, what I meant to say was that uh, there are alien planets in this novel I'm writing. It's not one of those... I don't want to insult other people's works, but you have to admit, there's some sci-fi stories that are a little bit wacky, uh, <laughs> which is totally fine. I just... It's not really what I'm into. But in, on these alien planets, these humanoids are mostly, they behave and act like humans. But the thing about me is I love the technicality of the sci-fi. I like the details of the gravitational pull and this and that. And the one thing I left out that kind of bothered me was the passage of time and seasons on these planets, mostly because I felt the details would take away from the story and not inter- not enhance the plot or the character development. Um, but it's something that's been bothering me because to me, it's like logically in my brain, it's like these planets are not earth. <laughs> They're not going to have the same 24 hours in a day. And even earth has two friggin' calendars. There's this, uh, Gregorian calendar, which goes by the sun. And then there's a lunar calendar that a lot of people still use over in Asia. So in my head, I'm thinking, okay, I've got to do something. And I think today was the first day where I finally said, even if it's just a little bit, I have to hint at the fact that passage of time can be similar, but is not exactly the same as earth. Any thoughts on that? I've been trying to absorb it because I'm also into sci-fi. So that is, that is sci-fi. Yeah, yeah. Um, Science fiction. Yeah, I, I, <coughs> I'm amused that you're bothered by the uh, details, that the, the I, intricacies. I that's that's the one that's person. interesting for me, though. What the, the technicalities? Yeah, the tec- okay. Because I'm a, a technical person, so well, yeah, that's the one that amuses me a lot. And, I'm like, how uh, does this stupid warship work? Yeah. What is their attack formation? <laughs> but some sci-fi are not detailed, but then some are detailed. Like for long-running shows like Star Trek, mm-hmm. that's you know thirty more than it started in nineteen sixty-six. Cool. So there's like a the Bible. Detail. There's like yeah. a Bible, and uh, I think Star Wars also has a little bit. Of a Bible because after the um, because there are books that continue on after the sixth film. You know, when I was thirteen, uh, right before going on fourteen, I started a I wouldn't really call it a book. I started an alternate universe where I would do sketches, write short stories here and there, and I detailed like certain. I actually wrote my own language. Is what I'm trying so to you, say. It, it, uh, in this world, did you did you have like a Bible? Did you set like, well, I mean, it's kind of a mess and like scattered papers and sketchbooks, but I did. I, I have a lot of details. This is this is not the twelve books I'm working on right now. This is something I worked on yeah, when yeah. I was younger, and um, I've always been a really eccentric kid and really creative. Sometimes um, I would look at what I did and I'm like, well, this doesn't even make any sense. Why would I want to do this? But it was just what inspired me at the moment, you know. And that's okay. I know what inspired you at four a.m. this morning. What? <laughs> oh, I was up at four a.m. Yeah. What did I post? 
he posted a drawing of a little kid with sword or something. Oh, the sad. Oh, that's the opening scene. Because of um, I checked Facebook before I went to bed, and yeah. there, there's your post. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was the car. I started doing chibi cartoons. Um, for our listeners who don't understand, chibi kind of means mini. Oh, or in Japanese or cute. Uh, no, that's kawaii. Oh. Um, I, I, you know, I don't know. I just know it because chibi moon means mini sailor moon or sailor moon mini. So I th- I'm pretty sure chibi means mini. If and, I'm wrong, uh, please, please correct me. Please for message all me. our listeners, uh, Yin is in a um, creative drawing for the past uh, <laughs> few months. And if you're friends with her, you can catch her at uh, Facebook at 4 a.m. Yes, <laughs> that is when I do my best work. <laughs> The reason I say that, I catch at 4 a.m. while I finish binging, watch, <laughs> binge watching my shows in Netflix. I binge watch shows as well when I draw. So. <laughs> How can you do that? You just take breaks? No, it just plays in the background. I mean, oh, okay, I look up okay, if okay, I think. Got it, got it. Because mostly it's it, a dialogue. Yeah. If something interesting like action happens, maybe I'll look up. Then, you know, I give I my see. eyes somewhat of a break from I staring see. right in front of me. But um, My creative um, efforts are, there's always usually a soundtrack of a movie that I like. Yeah, you know, I, I do I have songs that inspire me as well. Yeah. There is, oh, I'm not going to say it because it's going to be a spoiler. Never mind. <laughs> That's the title of the movie? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. It's like, uh, it's a spoiler, so never mind. That's 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 the title of very many of my illustrations that I post. Hmm. Like, for example, there's some names that I'll just block out with asterisks because I don't want people to guess who. Oh, because, okay. Because the, the characters, I... I like to weave the long tail. It's almost like playing chess or playing Go. Mm. And it's like you have this, or dominoes to people who don't play chess or Go. It's like you have to set up the design or swords or the plot or the plan. And, you know, as you do it, you're not only developing the characters through the conflicts you put them through, but you're also sketching in the setting and the scenery as well. But it's these instances that these uh, people come across. They link together eventually to a singular Okay, it's not a singular, but to a resolution <laughs> that um that can be open. That no, it's it's uh I I really don't think there's any major plot holes and I say this because Joshua Mole's like I can help you edit and look for plot holes. I'm like if there are any, um I think they're inconsequential. And I you know, I don't want to put my foot in my mouth because there quite possibly could be a major plot hole that I'm just too up close to see. So I'm still looking for fresh beta readers. I've had like six of them. Only five of them got back to me, which is what's pretty the, good. Uh, what's the role of a beta reader? They read the material and look for potholes <laughs> and tell so, me what's, what so they don't like. So your beta reader needs to be uh, it needs an to be experienced reader. reader preferably Doesn't have to be a uh, experienced, you know, editor, but no, uh, just the one who can see through stories in a big picture. Yeah, people who are familiar with stories and people who... Um, I, I need somebody critical. Like, if you want to be a jerk, that's fine, but I won't like you. But I need somebody who will be realistic and critical. And if they're a jerk, but they they give me helpful information, that's fine. Right now, I've had overwhelming good feedback, but I think it's just mostly people who don't want to piss me off. You need someone <laughs> who's honest like me. Yeah, but I don't know. What kind of stuff do you read? I read uh, biographies in sci-fi. Interesting. Interesting. What yeah. about what about fantasy? The only, fa- as I said, the only fantasy I read are uh, Star Trek books. Okay. <laughs> See, um... Because I, I find uh, I find uh, lessons to be learned, and you know, just I guess the gossipy nature of uh, me being a Filipino American. <laughs> are, are you are go- are Filipinos gossipy? Yes. 
Really? Yes, they are. Oh. Very, very. And it causes <laughs> tensions among my people. <laughs> he like nodded his head very vigorously. Yeah, and then, I, and then I realize uh, listeners won't see it. So <laughs> Are I, you stereotyping <laughs> yourself? Are you stereotyping? Yes, I just stereotype myself. And do not stereo or, and type at the but, same time. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know, a lot of pe- Filipinos are gossipy. And, <clears throat> and, uh, but that's just the nature. Sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's disturbing. Sometimes it's not oh, good. Oh, you're all stuck in high school, I guess. I don't yeah, know. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. But it's so, so with that nature, I like biographies. So right now I'm reading... Um, so you can gossip about the people who are dead. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> or sometimes alive. <laughs> really? Right now I'm, I'm reading the biography of Joni Ives, the uh, lead designer of Apple. And I'm also oh. reading uh, the book uh, American Sniper. It's the biography of America's um, most decorated sniper, military sniper. Is this the guy that was on the grassy knoll? No, but uh, (laughs) there's a movie coming out called American Sniper. Oh, really? Is it about the guy on the grassy knoll? Really? (laughs) No. No, jerk. (laughs) He's pulling one on me. (laughs) No, this guy served in in, uh, Iraq. He's a veteran. Oh. But he he passed away, so in 2013. Oh, that's very Yeah, recent. it's a major Hollywood film uh, featuring, um, oh, I forgot this actor, that guy who was always with Jennifer Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Mystique? No, no, no. Ian no, no, McKellen? No. Magneto? No. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to sci-fi route. It's not sci-fi movie. It's uh, this um, period film, American Hustler, he was there. Oh, man, oh. I, I forgot his name. Um, I don't remember all the characters in that one. Yeah, but anyway, it's a major film, and they've been showing a previous of it in movie theaters. And I was it the movie theaters or Sony that was hacked? Sony. Sony was hacked. Yeah. And they had um, what was it like uh, hidden malware that was going to be released I, or I, something? I don't know what uh, how it was done, but uh, important information was hacked. It's not interesting. You know, from their artists, like their messages, wow. daily communications. Like we know now that Tom Hanks uses an alias when he checks in in hotels. Those little things, <laughs> you know, those... Uh, that violates contracts if you release that. <laughs> I know. That's why Sony has a big problem. But I find it interesting. My gossipy nature is coming up. Uh-oh. <laughs> coming out. And it's December 18th. Yeah. Oh, it's my cousin's birthday. Happy birthday, Andrew. <laughs> Happy birthday, Sorry. cousin uh, Tang. I don't know if it's open. Just, there, it's, there's still hope to create some form of communication with North Korea, you know, to like, you're you're like raising your eyebrows like, no. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just, it's it's like starting over almost. And you don't want to start off in a bad foot is we what I'm thinking. We did start over with Cuba today. Yeah, that's true. I heard about that so, too. So, yeah, we established normal diplomatic relations. and They're building an embassy there. Building an embassy I'm in really Atlanta. excited. Yeah, that's so unbelievable because no. that's a 50-year, it is, a, that's a 50-year conflict. That's a 50-year edict. You know, Julia Stiles actually went on vacation there. I think it was like five or seven years ago yeah. and any, she got uh, stuck there. Any Americans can go there, not directly. You have to go through Europe and other countries. And actually, let me rephrase that. She she got stuck there because she ran out of money. She wasn't detained or anything. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Let's clarify <laughs> let me re- that. Let me, let me rephrase that. So yeah. <laughs> it wasn't anything that Cuba was... Cuba does not yeah. <laughs> That's kind of weird, you know. North holds American not, but Cuba does not. They allow Americans to visit. Hmm. Interesting. So. Oh, speaking of shows, since we're in that uh, category, mm-hmm. uh, there's a new show from Netflix, Marco Polo. Really? Yes, it's very exciting, and it's set in China. 
And there's a lot of Asian actors, and there's a lot of historical um, Kublai Khan is there. Is this a Netflix or net Netflix Netflix based uh, original? It's an original. There's only ten episodes, and I've been mesmerized by it because production is so good. It's like a movie, a ten hour movie. Oh, really? But um, let me uh, say up front that it's not for kids. Okay, uh, it's about Kublai Khan. It's about Marco Polo. Okay, and the you, travels you, of uh, Marco Polo in China. And he runs into the. He becomes tar- basically a prisoner of Kublai Khan, but a prisoner who's taught martial arts, who's so educated. He's yeah, in, okay. who's educated in the Mongol way. Okay, are there Tartars? Uh, no, but there's a main, main conflict with southern China with Jia Dao. It's a historical person, too. Is it based on actual history? Yeah, Song Dynasty. Well, oh. there are, um, right now there's like, did Marco Polo exist or not? The whole story is historical. Kublai Khan, conflict with the Song Dynasty. I think I have to reactivate my Netflix account. And uh, they uh, inserted Marco Polo in that historical con- context that does not change or alter the history itself. That's interesting. Yeah, I w- I, I, I'm done with my 30-day Netflix thing. I was about to disable it mm-hmm. because I've caught up with House of Cards. I've caught yeah. up with Orange is the New Black and Walking Dead. And then, Hemlock Grove. Yeah, and then they... The show yeah, comes up, Marco and I'm like, oh, man, it looks nice. So yeah, I, I, you know, I didn't really care much for House of Cards. I did like Hemlock Grove, but they didn't. I mean, season two's out yet now, but I haven't had the reason to go activate my Netflix account to just yeah. watch that one thing. But. I love House of Cards because of uh, good the political huh. thingy and acting and. But speaking of Marco Polo and the Song Dynasty, did you know that my last name Tang, um, the one that means soup, not the other one. It actually is a posthumous name for the Song family. Really? Mm-hmm. You know that when um, royalty emperors and the imperialists, yeah. when they pass away, yes. they their family and take on different names, and they take on I different names. I didn't know that, that they take the different posthumous names. Posthumous names? Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, um, Google it, posthumous names. Um, but so yeah. you have a, a personal interest in trying to watch this show. I suppose so. You and need to. It's really, <laughs> really interesting, and I like that there's a lot of Asian characters. I uh, and they're based on actual fictional, f- factual, not uh, fictional, uh, factual history. History, because okay. I, I was checking it. If there's this Gia, uh, Gia's show character and Kublai Khan, and it, it is accurate. It is accurate. Eventually, the well, well historically, the Song Dynasty fell to you Kublai know, Khan. <laughs> nothing against Hollywood, because I think they do great with like. Uh, I mean, there are still great movies that come out, and they do really great with the special effects. And but when it comes to the plot line, I am very disappointed. Like. 80% of the time. Because they have to change it somehow to infuse conflict. Well, I mean, I think the last great storyline, like movie-wise, that I've seen was um, of a major Hollywood production was the first Transformers. Because there, there's other people, there's the multiple storylines going on. Yeah. You have the, the GIs over in the desert, then mm-hmm. you have um, Shia LaBeouf's character, was his name? <laughs> I can't uh, remember. You have him, and then... There's the scientist. Yeah. There's the political side of it. In so the military. Long. That's the first one I was like, wow, they actually spent a long time on this. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a good plot. And of course, the subsequent ones are like, there's so many holes in this, it's not going to hold any water. <laughs> it's not supposed to be plots. It's just the monsters. No. You know? I watch I want... the tra- them transform. There's like guns and there's destruction and mayhem. And that's a it good entertainment for guys like me. <laughs> yeah, but I want more than just the violence and the blowing up things and whatnot. Um, 
I mean, Inception was really good as well. It was oh, a mind bender. It's a pretty uh, mind bender there. But it was too short. I thought they could have gone into more depth with with the characters. They didn't. They. It, it's like okay, here's a character, here's a backstory. I think they could have weaved it differently. It could have. It could have been more intricate, and it could have pulled me in more. I wasn't they, very they, impressed. They went three levels of sleep there. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, no, trust me. I like the movie. It just. It wasn't. I was a little disappointed because everybody's like, oh, it's so awesome. And I'm like, how's the plot line? And they're like, oh, it's good. I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> but um, one of my favorite international films is a Korean film. It's called Man from Nowhere. I think you mentioned it before. I am raging and raving about this film. It's friggin' awesome. Man from Nowhere, what's that? Um, you'd have to watch it. It's about this girl. She's, um, well, she's not quite an orphan, but her mom does die, so she becomes an orphan, yes. But she becomes kidnapped. And there's this man, he's this pawn shop broker, and he's kind of downtrodden. He's very quiet, doesn't talk to people. His hair is always in his eyes. And this girl befriends him. Interesting. And he's okay. He lets her around. Um, her mom doesn't want her hanging out with him, calls him a pervert and whatnot, but he's just, he just takes care of her. They have a unique friendship. And then, you know, her mom gets mixed up with some bad people, gets killed, and she, the girl gets abducted, and he goes after her. And then you find out he was, um, he has some skills. Mm. He's acquired. So this is a Korean life. film? Yes. There's lots of violence? Yes. They tend to. Korean films tend to show a <laughs> no, lot of violence. No, I mean, there's... I mean, it, it's not unnecessary violence. Let me put it that way. It's it enhances the story, and I mean, it's it's got multiple levels as well because you have the two detectives who are hunting this guy because they think he's the one who murdered. I'm not going to mm. spoil it. Just watch it, Man from Nowhere. Man from Nowhere. <laughs> All right, I'm going to put that in my list. Yeah, and the detectives are really funny. They they kind of have the one guy's chubbier. He's very like. I don't know, easygoing, mm. just kind of like whatever, and the other guy's a little more thoughtful and serious. Very cliche, but their chemistry works together very well. And then they quote-unquote hack the White House, sort of. <laughs> well, they didn't hack the White House. They they got permission to look at U.S. files in a very uh, simple way. But it's, how they, it's actually almost humorous. Mm. Um, yeah, All definitely right. check it out. And uh, there's some older films as well, like the old Jet Li films. Um, the character developments in a lot of them are really awesome. I can't remember the na the titles of them in English because they're all produced in Hong Kong. <laughs> well, are they available to be seen? <laughs> they are. I've seen them on Hulu before. And oh, okay. uh, I know when I used to have a Netflix account, there were a few of them. So they, sh they should be Netflix. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you know what was really good? One of Jackie Chan's, uh, I think it might be a 10-year-old movie. I don't know. It was called The Myth. In English, it was called uh, The Myth. sounds familiar. He's an archaeologist again, and uh, he's a Chinese Indiana Jones, pretty much. <laughs> and he, um, they discover this giant cavern in a mountain behind a waterfall. And I, actually, that's towards the end, so I'm not going to say anymore. Hmm. But towards the beginning, they're trying to find this rare meteorite metal. And it takes place in present time where he's an archaeologist, but it relates to something that happened historically um, between China and Korea. And... I'm pretty sure the actress herself is Korean, um, but she's she's beautiful. She's gorgeous, of course. But the story is, how am I going to tell you about the story without giving it away? It's a love story, yes. Yeah, there you um, go. <laughs> is it necessarily about reincarnation? I'm not really sure. They kind of hint at it, but it is a beautiful story. It's complex. There's good guys. There's bad guys. There's so it's um, a love story. Conspiracy. It's it's more than just a love story. There definitely is a love story layer on top of it, or somewhere mixed in between. So how would you classify it? Action film. I would say mystery. It's fantasy. Fantasy is a very broad genre. Elements of fantasy? It's a broad genre. I would say fantasy. Mm. 
There's like things that doesn't happen in real life. Yes. Oh, okay. But they All explain right. it some of it scientifically. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. No. You know what? They do explain it scientifically. Yeah. 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 And you know that's actually where I come to a point with my first novel. I'm not really sure how to brand it. Hmm. It is. Um, you need to brand it so that people will okay, understand what it is. Okay, let me rephrase that. I don't know what genre. I, I I can brand it. I don't know what genre it falls under. Currently, I have it under fantasy, but later on, I do explain things scientifically as well. Um, through. You don't have to. I do because that's just who I am. <laughs> well, because of that, now you think that it's not. Uh, I have to explain the DNA structure. It's still, see, there you go. They're, they have like 18 chromosomes instead of the normal 13. There you go. See? Well, <laughs> no, I didn't explain that in particular. Actually, I explained it in very fantasy-esque medieval type of words. Instead ah. of calling it DNA, they call it swirls. And this is a very old Tom Berry-like master. He's been alive for a lot longer than he should, mostly because he has one job to finish before he has to go. And I want to say more, but I'm not going to. But you cannot. You're just controlling yourself. I am. My brother is so mad at me. He's like, I actually want to read the rest of your story, but you just told me the friggin' ending. I'm like, I'm sorry. See, that's why I don't want to read it, because I'm going to want to read and read and read, and then I'm left hanging. Hanging. Okay, well, you could read the first trilogy. At least there's a uh, there's closure. Is there the conclusion the there? Is there yes, closure? there is. All right. All right. Ish. Ish. <laughs> no, okay, there definitely is. You could just read the first trilogy as it is. Um, why does that keep happening? Yes, I think your uh, headphone is going getting closer to the mic. You keep turning your head to the sure. right, which you don't normally do when we have a guest in front of you. That is very, very <laughs> true. Um so did you do anything fun for the holidays right before? Uh, I just spent um, time in Chicago. And, you know, as I said, whenever I go there, it's always fun because I literally do nothing. I just babysit and uh, eat and watch Netflix and hang out with my godson who's who's um, going to college. And, um, and watch Marco Polo with them. And watch Marco <laughs> Polo with them. And um, <laughs> I'm really proud of my godson because he got a congressional letter to enter... Uh, uh, U.S. Naval Academy in Maryland, nice. Annapolis. Yeah. And um, I, I didn't know that you just cannot go there. You need a recommendation mm-hmm. letter from your congressman or senate senator. And that is where my cousin Andrew went. Happy birthday again. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's that's the journey to this take. And that's, that's basically what I did. Huh. Are you going to be watching Johnny Woo's uh, Doctor Who fan film, Trace? Of course. We have to. Otherwise, yeah, you know, series, he's, he's going to get pissed off and not talk to me. And if you can, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he gets enough viewers. He won't miss one. Yeah. But for our listeners, if you want to check it out, I believe they're on Vimeo. Um, I don't know the exact website, but if you're on Facebook, you can search Trace the Doctor and you can watch the trailer and there'll be a link to the webisodes. And I think they're about 20 minutes long, right? Yeah. Is he in the yeah. in the studio? You can ask him real quick, I guess. Five to eight. That's shorter than I thought. Yeah, I know. I thought it's like 15 minutes. Wow. But production, is it takes a long time, though. So. I know. Probably Johnny cut a lot of stuff. Yeah. We'll have to <laughs> wait for the bloopers. Yes, yes. The bloopers. The bloopers. Um, but I guess for any listeners who are curious to read the first couple chapters of my story or to look at my crazy or cute illustrations, I do the cartoon ones as well. Um, my Tumblr is avaricebooks.tumblr.com. That's A-V-A-R, like the rice you eat. But then it's E-I-S-S, books. And you can also do avaricebooks.wordpress.com. Yeah, check that out. As you notice, all of us are kind of media heavy. 
with whenever we talk yes. about stuff. online this, this website, that website. Or you can search Ava Rice Books on Facebook. Um, A-V-A-R-E-I-S-S. Is there any uh, music that you're listening to? That or? I'm listening to? Yeah, yeah. I have a couple Because I still songs. buy CDs. You do? Yes, I do. I'm a huge Lindsey Sterling fan. I like Avicii and his mixes. They're so awesome. Oh, Avicii, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I just I can't get enough of them. Um, there's one that Lana Del Rey, I think she did it with Avicii. I don't remember. But Lana Del Rey is a vocalist, and it's called Lady in the... Oh, no, Dance in the Water. That's what it's called. It's called Lana Dance Del in the Water. Lana Del Rey is popular for Summertime Sadness. Yes, yes, she is. <laughs> um, what else is on my playlist? Well, for me, I bought... Um, I'm blanking out. What, what, what are the CDs that I bought recently? Why would you buy CDs? I you just mean like down, the, download them from iTunes? No, I bought them iTunes? at Best Buy. Physical CDs. Wow. I still buy them. Alex alone supports that industry. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> You're not worried about the clutter? No, I, I just put them in one spot and then upload them to iTunes. I do listen to Marcus Viana. But I don't buy each and every one. Only the artists that I like. So, um... Coldplay, I bought their latest album. Um, Coldplay, I didn't. You didn't strike me as a Coldplay fan. Oh yes, I I don't uh, listen. I don't listen to a lot of uh, dance, even though I DJ. I'm supposed to, but I DJ. I just catch up whenever. It's easy to uh, to catch up with the dance tunes, but in my own part, I Lord, I like Lord. I bought her album. And so, I mean, I like her stuff. It's just it's so overplayed right now. I can't listen to it. I know, but there are songs in that album. I think six songs that are pretty good. And then I bought uh, Paul McCartney's, and then um, Queen's new album. Wow, really? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, he has a duet. Uh, Freddie Mercury had a duet with Michael Jackson that didn't come out hmm. before. So I I've loved Queen since I was a little kid. So wow, I didn't know that he was still making music. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm sorry. I, I, don't, I hope I didn't offend any Queen fans out there. <laughs> I'm a David Bowie fan. <laughs> oh, there you go. You even go further. It's been a while. <laughs> are, you, are you really a David Bowie fan? I used to be when I was, after Labyrinth came out as a kid. I was. <laughs> I haven't really such an amazing artist, David Bowie. He was just so eccentric and awesome. Very eccentric because he was, you know, I liked him from the 80s. And then I realized he, he also had music from the 70s. And it's different <laughs> from the 80s and the 70s when he was. He's like um, Madonna. I like yeah, Madonna. yeah, yeah. Correct, correct. Good analogy there. He's like Madonna. She always reinvents herself. And our modern Madonna is Lady Gaga. I, yeah, I do like Lady Gaga, but I feel um, like... Lady Gaga is still evolving. So it's, she's she, only got, got out two albums. I don't albums, know where so. she's been. She's been out of the media eye for a while. I know, probably spending time with her boyfriend. Or writing more stuff. Or writing. She is a graduate of Juilliard School, you know that? She is? Yeah. I know she went to NYU's Tisch um, Performing Arts School for a while, yes. but dropped out. Yes. I didn't know she went to Juilliard. Yeah, she's also an actress, so. And she was, like, she discouraged was, by a lot of people. She was in, she had a walk-on role, a cameo role for some TV show. Oh, Supernatural. But Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, sometimes I watch it when it plays automatically. You know, mind. I I caught uh, one show of Supernatural. It's pretty amusing. It is really funny in in you a know, very because I watch Flash in the same channel, and after Flash, it's Supernatural. <laughs> I mean, I don't watch every episode. It's just when I run out of stuff to watch, I start watching. Yeah, it. yeah, and I it's, and I, it's pretty interesting. I would say most of them don't disappoint. <coughs> yeah. You know. Pretty good production, pretty good story. And the, the two brothers, they have good chemistry, too. It's like yeah. their, their antics and their hijinks. It's just, it's hilarious some, sometimes. Another new show that's similar to that is Constantine on NBC. I, I started watching that. I don't like it as much. Yeah, that's pretty intense. I You know, I do like the way, I just, I feel like the actor's missing something. I mean, I think he's great. I just don't think he was casted well. 
really? Yeah, I, I like Zed. Um, but it's, it's also one of those... Sh- I watch it less than Supernatural, though, so... The movie, um, Keanu Reeves did a better... Did a good job as Constantine. I, I do like that one. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, yeah. There's I a new TV show missing. from the Sci-Fi Channel. It's called Ascension. And it's about... Um, What's that about? Because I hear a lot about that. You know, I thought I would love it, and I just like it. I would give it a 5 out of... 6 out of 10. What's the uh, premise? And 6 out of 10 is pretty high. <laughs> the premise is that there's a theory that a spaceship, a spacecraft, launched in the 60s to avoid nuclear devastation on Earth. And they're traveling to a distant galaxy in search of a new planet to inhabit and oh, to continue yeah, humanity. Oh, yeah, They've been promoting that. Absolutely. And it seemed like a great premise. I don't really care too much about the 50s and 60s fashion. And some, some of the stuff that happens is pretty cliche. Um, but I think they did a really good job. It's very realistic in portraying. Uh, so far, the lifestyle that would have evolved on board. Um, I believe it is the third generation because it's the grandkids of the people who launched that would be landing. Um, I was only half paying attention, but I believe it is the last generation. And at the end of the the first episode, which is like over an hour long, so it's like two episodes in one, they kind of hint at the fact that they never really left Earth. It was part of a large experiment. Yes. But interesting. That, see, I, I don't really think of that as a spoiler because it actually raises a lot more questions and uh, it opens the door for a lot more of the little things that happen throughout the first episode. Another show I like is on TNT is um, The Librarians. The Librarians? Yeah. Hmm. Don't know about that one. Johnny uh, says Johnny it's a bad show. Johnny says it's a bad show. <laughs> so but, don't watch it. <laughs> um, I like it. Really? <laughs> he gives it a thumbs down. <laughs> the Librarians. It's like a, a new show. The There was an original Librarian show 10 years ago. What's it about? Uh, it's really like an adventure sci-fi thing. Johnny just shook his head. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny's an elitist sci-fi person. Elitist? Elitist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, according to him, it's horrible. So he's got such pent-up anger in this show. I don't, I don't know. What do you, what, Johnny, what did you not like about it? What did you not like about it? He's coming over here. <laughs> he has the clearest throat for it. <laughs> so I grew up with that show. How old is it? That's there's actually have uh, four three different movies beforehand. Oh, okay. So if you had, you had to go through and watch those movies first, then you realize why I hated this one so much. Oh, so this is a remake of the movies. Not the remake. It's a continuation of what happened before. Oh, so okay. they did is they, they, they make money for those three shows, movies. So they're like, oh, we made money with this. Let's bring it back again. They brought it back. They make it more current in the sense of instead of having Noah Wills, what is his Noah name? Wiley. Wiley. To be the character, they wrote him off and put, Four different kids, uh, three different new characters, and, and the guardian. So those four people became. The acting is horrible. I mean, you. The, it's very sad to say. The Asian guy always smiling, even the saddest <laughs> time he smiled. Aww. And the 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 other guy was was in the other move show called. Uh, uh, I can't remember the other show that was. Uh, he played a good guy, but very very good in in killing people. He Drive? Was, <laughs> no, it's one another TNT show, but he was oh, okay. just unfortunately he just it's just not right. It's just very it's just too campy that becomes so horribly bad. So they overdid it. it. Imagine Doctor Who that which you don't like because they're kind of weird. I, I didn't very, say they didn't like well, it. Well, you said that they're like kind of sci-fi in the sixties. <laughs> yeah, 60. yeah. This is the double of what you see in Doctor Who. Oh, wait. So what's the plot? The plot is they are the the librarian guy. They are they basically they are in charge. It's like Indiana Jones, oh. by the sci-fi to Indiana Jones style. It works, 
it, it's it's also copying off of Doctor Who, Indiana Jones, everything else to put together. So it's unoriginal. Of course not. There's no original film anymore. Everything is copying each other. What do you mean anymore? <laughs> there's no original. Films. No, I agree. I mean mainstream. There is. There is not everything. even independent films. I, I saw a couple. Of, like Europa Report was really good. Which one? Europa Report. Have you? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Actually, yeah, I don't but, know if it's independent though. But but, but um, the problem is because there's so many years of filmmaking already going through. Uh, it's hard to get originality out. So that's the reason the Hollywood films are trying to do something new. Okay. And just like recently... Actually, I don't think Hollywood's doing anything new. It's all Marvel stuff. Yeah. <laughs> they they not they, they hardly do anything new. They're trying to do it. They're trying to reinvent... Put things that already make money to bring them back out. I know. And that's that's a good business strategy, but it sucks for those of us who are looking for something a little more yeah. interesting. Anyway. The ghost is gone. <laughs> and the ghost has floated away. <laughs> and just like that, he's, he's gone. Okay, so let's talk about food. I have been given the duty to bake the turkey for Christmas this year. Oh, I'm going to do an Asian fusion. Have you done this before? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. It's a lot of work. <laughs> no, not really. I enjoy it, and it always how, turns out really great. How do you process it? Because you said it's a lot of work. It's, it's for me, it's not. It's easy. It's different every year. It's different every time I do it. Um, I, I hate to boast this, but a you lot of boast. people have told me that my turkey is the best they've ever had because it's not dry. Um, the spices make it taste very different, and I think it's because I do do an Asian fusion. Do you I, infuse it with something absolutely. overnight? Absolutely. Um, okay. What I well, Brian? not just overnight. I actually marinate it for days. It's, what? It's currently it's been it's been frozen. My mom gave it to me on Sunday. It's been frozen. It's been sitting on my in my garage, slowly defrosting. Um, I'll probably start marinating it this Saturday, perhaps. And there's always going to be soy sauce in there. I like to use a dash of turmeric, but not too much because it gets too Are you too bitter. talking about the marinade? The marinade, That you're yes. going to infuse it with? Mm-hmm. And then I use goji uh, berries. Those are my constant. Interesting. Um, turmeric mostly for health, but not so much for flavor. Ginger as well. So what I do is I like to cut the skin as close as I can, like so it peels back in a large piece, but it stays there. Hmm. And then I do about, you know, every three inches, I cut a long vertical slit along the breasts, and then I cut it into the back as well. This way the, the marinade actually gets in. I mean, how deep do you cut that? Till it hits the bone. Isn't that going to open up when you... Yeah, when you oh. bake it. Um, but that's why you keep the skin on. <laughs> mm. And some sometimes I tell people to tie it with a string if they can't manage it. But it's actually, it makes it easier to cut. The skin just pulls right off when you're done. Very interesting. So... What I like to do is I coat the whole thing with butter at first, lots and lots of butter, because it'll keep it moist. And sometimes I just slice butters in thin chunks and I stick it in the, the holes so that way when it starts to bake, it melts there and it pulls and it keeps the skin moist, or the, the meat moist. And then I um, dump the marinade on, and of course, like at least once every day, sometimes I cheat, I do it once every two days, you like take the marinade and you pour it back on, and you put it under the skin and then you pull the skin over it. And, you know, some people like crispier skin and don't do anything with the skin, but people who like less crispy skin, um, I put butter on there or just sesame oil. I just like pat it on my hands and I'll just like this pat the sesame interesting. oil. I think I believe that your turkey is good because you've been marinating it for a long time. You yeah. marinated it for several days, so I... Probably five days. It'll be probably marinated for five days. It's going to be juicy. And then I start it off slow. I start off at 200... Um, I don't know. It depends. It depends on how I feel that day. Like, it, it depends on, like, the atmosphere in the air, too. Like, I, I don't really consider it. I just kind of feel the air. Because I have eczema, my skin kind of knows the moisture and what the air is like. So I guess subconsciously my brain kind of knows. Like, I set it between 225 to 275. And I let it bake that at that temperature for about two hours. Mm. Um, then I test the meat. Not not with, like, a meat thermometer. I'll actually cut another slit and just 
look at it to see if it's still red. Um, and then usually the last hour or two, I'll turn a higher to 300. And if I'm really running behind on time, I'll turn to 400. So it's so, it already has a slow roasted flavor. So the last hour, it's not going to affect the flavor. It'll just like make sure everything's cooked so it's safe to eat. That's an excellent uh, recipe there that you just shared. <laughs> and you can I'm also curious. stuff. You can either stuff like a, a Coke can, a Pepsi can, or like foil in the turkey, and it'll cook it faster. So very that, interesting. That's kind of a duck trick I picked up. For me, I duck. cook a uh, rib roast every uh, Christmas season. It's not really as complex as yours. I put some home <laughs> kitchen helper, dry rub, and wet rub it, and cook it for 250 degrees. I wet rub. It keeps the turkey. Turkey gets dry so, so fast. And then I have a turkey. Uh, I just put it there. <laughs> and don't forget the ginger. <laughs> ginger is really good. Yeah, I, I try to put good herbs so people... Ginger is an Asian ginger. thing. Yeah, ginger and soy sauce. I mean, and I mix it with like basil, oregano too. So it's it's definitely a very fusion turkey. Um, what else do I use? A little bit of chili powder. It depends on who's yeah. going to be eating it. And these ingredients are like easily... Parsley. You like can easily get parsley. it in Giant Eagle. Mm -hmm. Like fresh mm. parsley. I don't know. I do something different every year. It's just whatever I feel like putting in there. Interesting turkey. Maybe if we have any leftover, which I never do, I'll bring you some. It has to be in the same day. I'll yeah. come over and pick it up because I'm curious how the <laughs> piece of meat It's at my parents' house. Oh. I'll, I'll try to save you some, but I swear every time I make turkey, there's none left. Hmm. I um, it's uh, I I enjoy it, but like only if I feel up to it. I have to wait for the inspiration. Because there's like two so far, two turkeys that are in my list, top list right now. Yeah. So I want to taste yours. Maybe yours will go. We'll jump to well, the who, first. Who's the other two? Uh, my the first one is I have my competition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my cousin, my cousin, and she cooked it. She for the first time this Thanksgiving, last Thanksgiving, she injected it with brine, ah. just overnight, just overnight, and that was the uh, well because after that same day I had to eat two turkeys different. <laughs> so I said, well, my cousin was still the best one. So yeah, so yeah. Maybe you're just super hungry. No, I believe that's no, good. No, no, because I, I ate it again that uh, <laughs> later that day, so I know, oh, this turkey is dry. This, I'm, I'm yeah. not going to mention whose turkey was that, but... <laughs> okay. Wait, so you've only ever had two turkeys in your life? Is no, that what no. You're saying? Okay, two Last Thanksgiving, I, I ate turkey three times, cooked by three different persons, so okay. I was able to... Just, just to make sure I'm not imagining things or I'm not just hungry. So, yeah. All right. All right. Well, um, looks like we're at the top of our hour, and I'm sorry if you guys wanted to taste us the turkey, and <laughs> I just kind of made you enjoy <laughs> um, But try out some fusion dishes. And, oh, the important thing about baking the turkey is you have to cover the whole thing in foil. That way the steam and the moisture stays inside. Otherwise, right. your turkey I, will get dry. I do that with the rib roaster. Yes, every, it has to be covered tightly in foil. Um, other than that, we hope you have a happy <laughs> holiday, and we'll see you for the Lunar New Year. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.